Welcome to the Single Cell World, the podcast for scientists in which we disentangle single cell technology. Here, frustration and failure are transformed into clarity and understanding. Hi there. Happy New Year. I am Katia Motino, the host of the Single Cell World podcast. Welcome. As you can see, something changed in our podcast. Besides sound, we will have image. Yes, that's right. And I hope you will not get tired of seeing me. The other thing that will change is the frequency of releasing this podcast. It will be bi-weekly, so one episode every two weeks, and it will no longer be released on Mondays, but on Tuesdays. Before I start with today's episode, let me tell you that I have a surprise for you. This just at the end of this episode, so listen until the end. Let's then talk about today's topic. It will be an update on episode 14 of this podcast. The episode was entitled Single Cell Methods, an Overview. And there I talked about the three different methods that are at the core of the single cell sequencing technology. Well, now are no longer three, they are four. A new method is being used. Before I talk about it, let's see the three that I talked in episode 14 that, by the way, I highly recommend to, for you to listen if you didn't listen yet. You will have all the links now below. I told you back then that the most simple method and the first to appear was the plate-based methods, where we isolate each individual cell by placing one cell in one well of the plate. The plates that we can use are the 96 or 384 well plates. Back then, I also told you that plate-based methods had a problem of scalability. Well, basically, we could not process a lot of cells while doing an experiment, since in each plate, a maximum that we can process of cells, the maximum number are 384, so low throughput. Well, this is no longer exact, since nowadays we can process millions of cells at the same time using plate-based methods, yes. Companies like Parse Biosciences and Scale Biosciences develop a strategy that is called combinatorial barcoding. What is this? What is combinatorial barcoding? Combinatorial barcoding is a technique that is used in single cell, right? To label individual cells with unique barcodes. This allows us to identify and track each cell RNA and DNA. Yes, because what we are labeling is the RNA or DNA of each individual cell. And this involves adding different barcodes to the RNA or DNA of each individual cell, which after they will be pulled together for sequencing. The barcodes are designed in such a way that each cell has a unique combination of them. And so this is the first update that plate-based methods are no longer low throughput only. They can also be high throughput. Here is another thing that I want to update, the throughputs. When I recorded episode 14, I considered low throughput technology the one that allows us in one experiment to analyze 1 to 5,000 cells and high throughput, the ones that allow us to analyze between 5 to 200,000 cells. Now, for me, this changed. What I consider high throughput is now what I call middle throughput. And high throughput is now technology that allows us to analyze between 200,000 and 1 million cells. 
So, returning back to the methods. The plate-based methods we already talked. After, it comes the micro, nano, and picoil-based methods, the chips. Here, I don't have anything to update. Then we have also the third type of method, the droplet-based methods, and I also don't have anything. What leads me to the fourth method, the hydrogel-based methods? I can tell you that this type of method is the simplest one, more than the plate-based methods, at least while we are doing the experiment, so in terms of the workflow. How does it work? We will have to have a cell suspension, then we have to centrifuge the cell suspension and resuspend with beads. These beads will be different uh, depending on the type of the experiment that we want to do. After this step, we will head to the falcon, where the cells will be, the hydrogel that is the liquid. We can change the pH or the calcium concentration and this liquid will be transformed into a gel. Whenever the liquid is transformed in gel, this will make that our cells will be individualized in the matrix of the gel. And since they have close a bead, for example, if it's a bead for capture mRNA, when we lyse the cells, this mRNA will be captured by those beads. And after, what we will do is to uh, do the reverse. So transform the gel into liquid, collect everything and continue with the um, protocol. This is basically a general overview how these hydrogel methods work. So to finish this episode, I want to tell you that however we have a huge amount of single cell sequencing technology, what is good, we can simplify and divide all the technology in four main groups. The technology that is based on plates, the one that is based on micro, nano or pico well that are normally in chips, the droplet-based technology and now the hydrogel-based technology. And now comes the surprise. At the description of this episode just below, you will find the link to download the white paper that I prepared about the details on this type of methods. I hope you enjoy it. Is everything for today. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Well, now maybe watching this podcast. Have a great week and see you in two weeks. Ah, by the way, I will be in London at the Festival of Genomics and Biodata that is organized by Frontline Genomics. I will be there giving two workshops and in a panel of discussion. So if you see me there, just come and say hi. I will love to meet you. Thank you so much once again and see you. Bye.